Welcome everybody to another broadcast of another podcast. This is Nezarek Sins bringing you Gaming Beyond, a podcast where we like to talk about just random things, but we prioritize our gaming because that's just what we do. The one thing that we all have in common, but we do outstretch what we do on the regular basis. So sit back and listen to what we have to talk about today and uh, enjoy yourselves. Yeah, no answer. <laughs> Alright, Devin, what's some, uh, wait, wait, is Devin available? Yeah. Okay. Like, I know you're at work, right? Yeah, I'm trying to move now. I was just like, like, start off with some of your lovely stories that you were going to talk about. Some or just one? Some, it doesn't matter. We we kind of rotate, like, you tell one, somebody else tells another, so on. Alright. So then I'll save, I'll save this one for later. So, um, one of my really cool like kind of euphoric moments was leading up to whenever fallout 3 came it was really it was a really kind of nutty time because bethesda was coming off of oblivion and they had just did their well was it oblivion or was it skyrim yeah yeah it was oblivion so like oblivion had been out for a while and dlc had did its deal and it was making its rounds and people were mad about that right so Bethesda had been gone for a while and whenever they came back they had the Fallout franchise so people were talking about oh man dude like Fallout was coming from 2.5D like tactic style like this real time shooter that's like an open world um, you know over in the capital city and the idea for the whole thing was just so nutty to a lot of people because I'm pretty sure a majority of gamers at the time just hadn't been really exposed to Fallout like they probably should have been um, because I think the last Fallout that had come out previously was in 2002 with either Fallout Tactics or something similar. Like, Fallout Tactics and Fallout 2 didn't come out too far from each other, but I think it was Fallout Tactics was the most recent one, but I, I mean, it wasn't like a normal Fallout game. Either way, it was like the previous Fallout game. Fallout 3, new Fallout game. 3D world, open world, shooter, RPG nuttiness. And so those that liked the Fallout world before... You know, they were frothing at the mouth. Oh my god, dude, this is gonna be nuts. And like, and Bethesda's a part of it. Like, I loved Oblivion. You know, there's no way this could be. So, the game comes out, and they start you off in the vault, and they really do a lot of really good world building in there. And then whenever you actually leave the vault, that first moment that you actually open the vault door, and you peer out into the capital waste for the first that, like, was a, just a really awesome moment, because... They did a really good job of, like, trying to get you to adjust your eyes to what's, like, actually out there. They made a majestic view with, like, Megaton in the background and, like, the capital waste just, just kind of out there. But it doesn't, like, feel like a dystopian universe whenever you first step out. It definitely feels like this new world is in front of you because you left the vault, which was, like, all you know in your entire life. And, like this bright light that blinds you and it kind of just like fades into the real world and you get to see a little bit more color other than like the blue blue and green. Uh, granted it's only brown but you get to see you know stuff way out in the distance and the idea that you can just walk and go there was like an amazing feeling just right off bat and you just start your adventure and just it just everything gets nuts after that but yeah that's like my first like kind of euphoric moment in gaming story that's like really nice. 
Justin, you want to pick up from there? So, um, my first is going to be, you know, within Destiny 2, and it's two different moments, but, uh, kind of rectifies it around the, uh, kind of the same thing. But we've been talking about how the darkness is uh, coming within Destiny 2. And at the beginning of Shadowkeep, just walking down the tunnel, getting a sight of the pyramid ship itself, you know, it had that nostalgic moment of awe, as in, it's here. You know, it's finally yeah, dude. here. That was nuts. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, like, even I can contest, it's like, holy fuck, something from the lore... Something that they hid away from the public is in front of our face right now. Like, yeah. That's how it felt to me, at least. And then, um, starting with season 11 now, or is it 12? If it's 11, God, right? But, uh, whatever season it is, just stepping out on that, uh, edge whenever you're on IO and you get pulled towards that ship the uh, pyramid ship again like after beating shadow keep and all that and then seeing like this entire invasion force on io just starting to appear as you're being pulled in i mean it's just completely nostalgic it was like oh my god this is happening we're about to actually start fighting these bastards they're here but that was my uh first euphoric moment when it came to uh video games you guys are just like diminishing, diminishing mine. <laughs> like, I, I can totally relate to the Fallout one. Like, 100%. Um, like, no joke, that's happened to me. Like, I mean, I didn't play Fallout 2 or 3. Well, I played 3. Uh, sorry. I played 2 a little bit, but I played 3 first. And it was just kind of like, eh, I guess. Kind of moment. It wasn't really that in depth but it was for sure it was definitely something like different um for me uh simply put like god like i said i can't compare like for me one of the major euphoric moments was like and uh like i hate to bring this up like warframe like it's a game that it's about space and you're a ninja and you're trying to move around and Oh, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, where's that music coming from? Fucking like Minecraft is up. Sorry. So I'm like, oh, it's over here Mika's making sound and shit. Sorry. No, but, um, in Warframe, there's a lot of, like, little things you can do. And just kind of like, they're not, uh, like, lore heavy like Destiny is or WoW or anybody like that, but. For me, the first time I was able to see somebody one-shot a boss that I've been struggling with and then turn around and do it just like them was one of those things where, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're just like, wow, I can't, like, I finally see the the coding, uh, I can finally see the matrix of the game, and now let me break it. Like, that to me, was like, that was the real eye-opener. Like, I was just like, I'm done. I can do, I can move the world kind of thing. And it, it was just as simple as killing a boss. I mean, but that's what triggered the event. And from there, it was just, I mean, as stupid as it sounds, like, that's what it was. That's why I'm so engrossed in, uh, to Warframes. Because, like, once I found that moment, I just, 
became obsessed with it. Nice, nice. Now, Mika, you have anything? <laughs> no. Just making those Minecraft noises from your TV. Because it defaults to the sound that you do before you launch a Minecraft launcher. So if you had it on your TV before you turned on your headset, then ran the thing, you, you did. That's all you change it. <laughs> Anyways. Eight minutes. Six minutes. Euphoric moments in gaming. Just in general, like the moments where, like we were talking, uh, Justin's is when he saw the pyramid in Destiny 2. Um, Devin's was when the vault opened in Fallout 3. Like to see a 3D wasteland instead of a 2D wasteland. <laughs> No, you just explain it. Like, what just to you, like, for me, it was like Warframe. I, I was able to, I felt like I was in the Matrix. I felt like I was a part of the game once I did, like, something that triggered, like, a boss event and I killed it in a shot kind of thing. Like, I felt like I was the king of the Matrix. But, I mean, that was mine. It's just stupid as, like, these guys may have just diminished mine. <laughs> like,. I'm over here like, oh yeah, I totally killed that boss at one time. And they're like, yeah, this eye-opening moment of walking into the world of unknown. I mean, it's not me per se, but I guess the euphoric moment, I guess watching my dad finally defeat Resident Evil, I want to say 2, that boss monster. Boss monster. To me, that was like the hardest thing to beat back then. Um, what's his name? It's like we tried everything to figure out how to and see that's what I was looking for that's initially what I was just like is the moment where you just struggle and struggle and then out of nowhere you just BAM yeah, no, that would be my dad because I, I could never beat him <laughs> just watching him beat him and then once we figured out how he beat him then we went around well I never figured out but once we saw him do it it was just like well <laughs> I say Resident Evil 2 I would have to look at it. Uh, Justin, do you know the boss in Resident Evil 2? Uh, there was two, two of them, uh, so it depends on which one it was. Uh, it's either Tyrant or the G-Virus. Oh. Because Tyrant was a uh, Claire and Leon was a G-Virus monster. Too. Unless it was Resident Evil 3 and Nemesis. No, no. Yeah, I was thinking Nemesis. It's an older one. I've just one, to be honest. But, um. Devin, you, you said he got a better one? He, he might be in a call. Simple as that. Probably. Um, okay, so another one of mine, like, I guess the uh, one that was more, like, eye-opening to me. I guess, uh, so, I don't know if you know, like, there was a point where my sister was in the hospital, right? 
Mm-hmm. And Heather, not Mandy, just Heather. She was, you know, in for drinking too much, and she like destroyed her bladder or her. Get that girl business out in the air. Nobody knows my last name. Leaving me alone. Too. <laughs> Um, anyways, she, she was in the hospital and we went and visited her and that was the moment where I, I got to see my dad for the first time, like, in a long time. So, um, not, not to say that this is it, like, the, the point was, like, he, we talked about video games because, you know, prior he said, oh, I like video games. So I was like, oh, so what games are you waiting for? And he said Fallout 4. So around the time Fallout 4 came out... I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I definitely need to get into that. Like, I've been seeing good things about the story, and da 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 and uh, we talked about it. And so, when I finally got into the concept of Fallout 4, I was it was kind of the way that Devin described it. Like, as soon as you came up from the vault, like, just seeing the world in front of you, and just being a part of the, the immersion, and then, like, kind of like in the back of my head, oh, my dad plays this game, kind of thing, you know, being like that daddy issue moment. <laughs> kind of just like I can share an experience with somebody I don't have any experience with and so I played the game all the way up and sided with the institution and everything beat it and I, I was just once I beat it I was just like this felt good and now I can't play it again or at least I can't beat it again because um, won't have the same weight yeah yeah but yeah, I was asking you about your uh, your other moment. So one of my other moments is uh, there's a game on the 360, which I don't think ever made it anywhere else, called Lost Odyssey. Have any of you heard of that game? I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever seen it. All right, so well, then... Yeah, dude, Lost Odyssey is, is the truth. It was one of the very few games on 360 that had multiple discs, but it had so many discs that it didn't actually fit in the case. One of the discs had to be put into a paper sleeve on the inside of the case. So it had four discs. And it was just this like expansive, ridiculous RPG adventure. Yeah, it um, definitely looks so like. So pretty much the guys who made Final Fantasy. You're breaking up really hard, bro. Okay, so the one of the main composers for Final Fantasy and Long. Like, one of the really big directors for Final Fantasy, from Final Fantasy 1 to, like, Final Fantasy 10, um, they, like, broke off and made their own studio. Oh, shit. Is this better? Or I should say, can you still hear me? Uh, we can still Hello? hear you. It's just, I can hear you. It sounds like it's a lie. Okay. I can so, hear you. Okay. So then, uh, what was the last thing you just started breaking up? I don't hear it. So then... But yeah, so then the... Yeah, the, the one of the lead directors for Final Fantasy from like the very first one, and then the the lead composer from those they broke off and made their own studio. So jokes amongst um, old Azure people is that uh, lost all.
perfect attacks. And it's got other stuff in there too, like other kind of QTEs to break up the monotony of the turn-basedness of it all. But there's a lot of really good combat elements in there, a lot of really good story elements. And the very first thing, because I have two from this, the very first one was um, coming from the initial cutscene to actually playing the game. Um, to me, there's something really nutty about being able to seamlessly take cutscene and make it into gameplay without what? any load screens or nothing. And did that's how the, the initial... Huh? I hate to cut in, but did you play the Final Fantasy remake? The 7? No. Yeah. 7 did a really good job about that, too. It's yeah. almost orgasmic. Like, there is a few things where, like, I play Crisis Core while it's out of the children and all that, where it's just kind of meh. But, as you were saying. So, yeah, they they definitely were able to... I, I don't think I've ever really seen anything like that before. Um, and, and the very first cutscene got you just, like, feeling like you could take on the whole world. Because you knew that... The guy you were watching was like your main character pretty much mm -hmm. and he uh does some nutty stuff to like carve through all this army of dudes and like jumps over a whole bunch of them and like ends up in the middle and that's where the game picks up like it just goes to over the shoulder of you immediately like all of the camera just follows him and then you're it asks for you to attack or defend or whatever you want to do and that just that seamless transition the first time i saw something like that that was beyond nuts um it, it, it like solidified how amazing this game is probably going to be it really set the tone and like every attack you do in that beginning sequence it hits like three dudes at once oh yeah so it was pretty cool you definitely have to look up some gameplay on that and then um the 360 emulator that they're trying to square up they still haven't even got past the the load or like the initial menu screen for that game so it's like i've been wanting to play it for the longest time but i still haven't been able to play it just because of that like i don't have a 360 i don't think oh i do have a 360 i probably have a copy of lost odyssey i just don't ever hook it up but uh at any rate in the same game um the characters are or i should say the main character i don't i don't think the other one is like that no, they're not. Yeah, they're not. They call them uh, Invernal or Immortals. There we go. Because part of the gameplay mechanic is like a couple of characters, they can die, um, but they just get resurrected later. And so um, you have to wait it out like two or three turns, but they get resurrected after that. And they have amnesia. And so as you go and talk to npcs and just like troll around towns or go to different locations uh in the world you unlock these like stories and the way that the stories are set up they're called the thousand years of dreams and the ways that the stories are set up is like very poetic it's poetic doesn't even actually give it justice there's very few storytelling like with just words only and music that match what Lost Odyssey has. And so going through that very first story was like, holy cow, this sort like this whole game is gonna be a trip. And I always suggested for anyone who could possibly get through JRPGs, Lost Odyssey is probably one of the greatest games to have ever existed, for sure. 
Definitely but yeah, have to those check are. Out. I'm, I'm gonna have to go and double check some uh, 360 emulators because the last time I checked, like they were. I, that was back when the PS1 emulator was still shit. But um... they made lots of strides on Xena, mm -hmm. but they still haven't been able to get Lost Odyssey specifically working. Well, that's all, that's all good. Uh, Justin, do you have another one? Yeah. Uh... So, Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, that amazing, wonderful land of machinery and uh, grasslands and stuff. One of my moments was whenever you were to fight the Stormhawk, I had gone through everything else. I had ended up getting, like, all my overrides. Mm -hmm. So, beating the Stormhawk was no simple feat, but the way I had done it, was just amazing and kind of made me wish I had done like all sorts of streams for it or videos because it would have been great to see again. Uh, I had lured it towards a bunch of thunder jaws. There's like two in a little plane area, so I ended up overriding one of the thunder jaws, then overriding a second one and basically had them as like artillery firing at the stormhog. And you know how annoying that damn bird is being up in the air you know, constantly raining down lightning all over you. Mm -hmm. So whenever I finally got a chance to beat it, it was just so great to watch that thing fall out of the sky, hit the ground, and be able to loot it. It was just one of the most amazing moments in my uh, eyes. And then ended up killing the Thunder Jaws after that. Would, so that was a bonus. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say that the, I had the opportunity to have a Thunderjaw fight the damn thing, but I remember going, like, crouching through that entire thing, taking out the Thunderjaw, turn around, take out the other one, and slowly climb up to the fucking bird, and then took him down with, like, 12 of those uh, seismic arrows, the purple ones. Yeah. Like, that's how I managed to do it. But, uh... I mean, I guess technically any game that you're really into, and it's the moment that the... I guess Breath of the Wild is another good example, where they're just like... Um, the, here's an opening scene that you've seen everywhere. It's the most iconic scene that you walk out to the edge of the cliff and look out that, like, hey, I can go over there kind of moment. But, like, Horizon Zero Dawn was definitely one of those ones where it's just like... That big ass thing is about to eat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I have a video on PlayStation on Facebook. I think I posted it to Facebook that it's there was an area with two thunder jaws and they're just looking at each other, you know, doing their own thing. And I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna touch it. <laughs> it would, like I had the hack for it. I'm like, I wonder what happens if a thunderjaw turns on another jump, a thunderjaw. So I basically try to sneak up onto it as well as I can, alert one of them, and then force uh, uh, I'm sorry, I. I No, it's... It, I'm a new player? A new player? Yeah, I'm playing... Mika's, uh... Thing in it registers me as a new player. Huh. 
Anyways, so basically, we uh, what, what did we do? Uh, so they fought. You know, one was alerted. He started doing the scan. So I hacked him real quick. He he turned on the other one, and I just kind of stood back and watched them fight for a bit until one was like they dropped the turret or something. And I just uh, like, okay, time to fight. And like that, that shit's on my Facebook. And it, it's nice that it came up as a memory like a while back. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot I, forgot I did that. Has it already been a year from that? Yeah. Hell of it. Nuts. Play, uh, PS5 release at uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Forbidden West. Cut with those errors, Evan. Oh. But yeah, so that's uh, pretty much it. Uh, baby, you have any other ones? Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys. Uh, this has been uh, my podcast, simply put. And um, it was just BSing around. Like, it, it see, to me, like, to find out that. Uh, what the fuck? Lost Odyssey is definitely a game that. Like can turn somebody into like the JRPG van like you are or you know just stupid shit like that so that's ah, cool and then Justin with your stuff too I don't know how to compare it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh yeah just my stuff oh, I uh, see I mean, how it is you yeah. <laughs> your, your stuff is a little bit more current and it's just like yeah it hits home but it's just like I can go log into Destiny right now bro and go look at that damn pyramid and go do the public events of gathering the darkness. And... But, yeah. so, um, in closing, I mean, I'm not really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cha- uh, treat this podcast a little bit differently. I'm actually gonna edit it, put some sound in front of it and sound behind it and uh, post record uh, an advertisement. Basically, you know, say, come find me on Facebook and all that stuff. So, uh, if you guys want to go ahead and just uh, lead out with your your tags of like uh, where we can find you and how, what communities you're a part of and stuff like that, because I know Devin's part of a big community. And then you we'll... want me to go first or what? Yeah, yes, sir. So then, you guys can pretty much find um, the Azure crew and all the stuff that I'm involved in on Facebook. Um, I believe that it's just Facebook, facebook.com slash Azure underscore crew. Um, and then as well, we've got a new business that we'll be trying to get together. Pretty much a, a, a tavern as it is. And seeing if we can't get all you gamers together and just have a really good home away from home. So that can also be found at facebook.com slash gaming dot tavern or azure dot tavern so yeah that's pretty much how you can find our stuff and get connected with all of us guys this was virgil's revenge gm coming to you live uh you can find me on facebook twitter youtube twitch all under virgil's revenge dm you can also find me in the discord gaming beyond this is uh, my buddy Nezrex Discord, but we're all part of that community. So 
hook us up, come speak with us, come join, please. Well, with all these good exits, I might as well just sit there and just uh, start posting on like the random podcast sites. <laughs> but um, uh, Mika, you got one. Um, simply put guys thank you for listening this has been the podcast from gaming beyond we are a lovely gaming community that we're trying to bring in all lives of the earth so I don't know I still haven't come up with the slogan at the end yet I'm sorry (laughs) this is Royal and I still don't have a closer (laughs) basically (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's pretty much it now cut it up in the end thank you guys for participating anytime